It's one of the most important messages that could ever be spoken, and it answers the most important question of all. Can I know for sure that I have a good standing with God? Everything depends on it. Don't go away. That's coming up next on the Daily in Christ podcast. Welcome once again to the Daily in Christ podcast. I'm Mark Van Oos. We have a powerful series called Blessed Beyond Imagination. This is part 13 of this series. And if you've missed any of these episodes, all of them are available through different avenues, through our website, dailyinchrist.org. Also, it's available on many podcasting platforms like Apple, uh, iTunes, the Google Play Store, and many other resources. We have information at our website on how to get the Daily in Christ podcast. Stop by dailyinchrist.org. Well, the last time we focused and learned about the fact that we, you and I, dear friend, really don't deserve to be blessed. As a matter of fact, the exact opposite is what we do deserve, cursed because of our sin, idolatry, and rebellion against God. And yet, we and all those in Christ are incredibly blessed. Would you believe it? Just as much as Jesus is, who is the most blessed person of all time, because we are in the one who is the most blessed of all, the Lord Jesus Christ. And last time we studied Psalm 32, verses 1 and 2, about the blessedness of the person to whom the Lord does not impute sin. Sin is absolutely not credited to our account. In fact, it says that God justifies the ungodly. And this is because, as it says in Romans 3.23, that Jesus is not only perfectly just, but he is the justifier of him who has faith in Jesus, Romans 3.26. And remember, justification is when Christ's righteousness, not our own, is credited as our righteousness. In fact, God justifies the ungodly, and we are given the same standing before God that Jesus has. It's all because of the grace of God, and that's given to us through faith in Christ. We are justified, given the same standing before holy God that Jesus has. We are justified by God's grace, through faith in Christ. All three are needed. God's grace, second, the gift of faith given by God and the exercise of faith, and third, Christ himself. You see, our faith is not in a doctrine. Our faith is in a person. 
and good Bible doctrine informs our faith in Christ. Jesus, in his day, was talking to the scripture experts uh, back then, and in John chapter 5, verses 39 and 40, he said of these scripture experts, you search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and these are they which testify of me, but you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. That's in John five thirty-nine to 40. Now, this says it all. Jesus wasn't faulting them for digging into the scriptures, but he was faulting them for what they were searching the scriptures for. They thought the scriptures uh, gave them eternal life. And he said, no, no, no. He says, the scriptures testify about me. Dear friend, do you see this is personal? Our faith is in a person. And then he goes on to say, but you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. Now, there's the whole thing altogether. The scriptures testify about a person, the Lord Jesus Christ, and then by faith, we go to that person for eternal life. Well, today, we're going to be sharing about the reason why God justifies the ungodly by faith. And this is a very, very important podcast. I'm glad you're here to get it. In fact, before we go any further, let's pray. Father, as we embark in in one of the greatest truths of all time, shared in your word, the Bible, Father, I'm mindful of the fact that it's not based, our understanding is not based on how well I've studied and put things together and I express these things. All those things have their place. But Lord, above all, the most important thing is the action of your Holy Spirit to bring the light, to bring the understanding. Father, we refuse to try to understand this thing with our mere human minds. Rather, we rely upon you, Father, and thank you for your loving gift of the Holy Spirit who inspired these scripture verses in the first place. The Holy Spirit who brings us understanding, enlightenment, that we would know you better. That's the heart of what I'm praying for. And Father, specifically, give us understanding about the fact that we are justified by faith in Christ and that it is according to your wonderful grace. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. So the big question right now before us is this. Why is it that God justifies the ungodly by faith. And that's what it says in Romans chapter 4. He justifies the ungodly. Well, a little later in Romans chapter 4, in verse 16, we read this. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace. Did you hear that? It is of faith that it might be according to grace. Let me say that again. It is of faith that it might be according to grace. So that the promise might be sure, guaranteed 
to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, that speaks of the Jew, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Did you know that the language of faith is used a whopping 677 times in the New Testament alone? 677 times. Do you know what? That comes up more than the word love, believe it or not. In fact, uh, these faith words like uh, faith, trust, hope, believe, that faith is huge to God. The Bible says in four key places that the just shall live by faith. One in the uh, Old Testament, Habakkuk 2, 4, one over in Romans chapter 1, verse 17, the just shall live by faith. And then you go to Galatians 3, 11, and you see the just shall live by faith. And over in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38, it says, the just shall live by faith. And in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says, For without faith it is impossible to please him, for those who come to him must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Do you see how God-centered Hebrews eleven six is? And we can see that without faith it is impossible to to please him. Why? Again, those who come to him, that's what the rest of Hebrews eleven six says, must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of them which diligently seek him. Kind of reminds me of what we just shared a little bit earlier about Jesus talking to the scripture authorities in John 5 who were searching the scriptures thinking that in them they possessed eternal life. He says, no, no, no. These are they which testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me for life. And then in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, those who come to him, that's the action of faith where we are going to a person, the Lord Jesus Christ, for the life, believing that he is and that he is the rewarder of them which diligently seek him. Again, Romans chapter 4, verse 16 says that it is of faith that it might be according to grace. And what is the grace of God? You know, a lot of Christians talk about grace, and there's all different kinds of, I think, confusion. But after many years of studying this matter in the Bible, I have compiled this definition that I, I believe really distills the meaning succinctly. The grace of God is the gift of God in giving himself to me by totally loving me, totally accepting me, and totally blessing me, not because I am so good and earned it, but because God is that good and gives himself to me. Let me share that definition again. It is, it's important. The grace of God is the gift of God in giving himself to me by totally loving me, totally accepting me, and totally blessing me, not because I am so good and earned it, but because God is that good and gives himself to me. This is crucial to understand. 
Underlying it all is God, his love and his glorious grace. Remember that that grace is the gift of God, himself, giving himself. God is the giver. You are the receiver. Contrasted with works, where you earn and deserve and you're paid a wage. That's the exact opposite of grace. God, look, God is glorified most by the grace he gives. God in his glorious grace underlies it all. And the rest of Romans chapter 4 verse 16 says this, so that the promise might be guaranteed to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, the Jew, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. The promise speaks about what God does for us, not what we do for God. It's not based on us or our righteousness. It's not based on our holiness and goodness and purity. It is based purely on God's righteousness, not yours. It is based purely on God's goodness, not yours. And this is not at all about your promises or your commitments to God. That's what religion talks about all the day long. But rather, it's based on God's integrity, his promise-making, and his promise-keeping. So God makes a promise, and he is a God who keeps his word. As it says over in Deuteronomy 23, 19, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should change his mind. Has he spe- said and uh, has he spoken and will he not make it good? Uh, that is over in uh, Numbers 23, 19. Now, the second part of this uh, Romans 4, 16, so that the promise might be guaranteed to all the seed. The guarantee is the the promise being guaranteed to all the seed. And when God guarantees something, you can count on him. How is the promise guaranteed? It's because of God's grace given by faith. And listen, because God cannot fail, his grace cannot fail with you, dear friend, or with me. You have a guarantee of God fulfilling his promise. You see, the new covenant, which is the covenant of grace, is God's guarantee to you of all blessings, secured through the righteousness and perfect finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. By the way, if you want to learn more about the new covenant, and every believer should be very familiar with what the Bible teaches The best place in all of the Bible to learn about the New Covenant is the book of Hebrews. And it just so happens I have a teaching series uh, on the book of Hebrews called Hebrews, the Glory of the New Covenant. And that is available right now for free at dailyinchrist.org. The New Covenant is God's guarantee to you of all his blessings secured to the righteousness and perfect finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I said that if you want to learn about the New Covenant, you go to the book of Hebrews. The, I have uh, come to understand 
that the book of Hebrews is the gospel established. It speaks about the basis of the gospel and that the book of Romans is the gospel proclaimed. If you want to know what the gospel is, you go to the book of Romans. And the gospel defended is found in Galatians, the epistle to the Galatians. So Hebrews is the gospel established, Romans is the gospel proclaimed, and Galatians is the gospel defended. And here's what's incredible about this uh, Now, it's of faith that it might be according to grace that the promise might be guaranteed to all of the heirs. It says, to those who are of the faith of Abraham. What is this faith of Abraham? Well, I'm going to tell you, it is a faith that rejects any sort of righteousness or goodness of ourselves. And it totally receives the gift of God, the righteousness of God, rather, as a gift. That's what this faith of Abraham was and is. God showed up to a pagan Iraqi, you know. uh, He was living in Ur of Chaldees. It wasn't called Iraq back in the day. Abraham was living in Ur of Chaldees. Today it's called Iraq. And he had no interest in God. But here comes God coming with blessing to Abraham. And you know the rest of the story. That faith of Abraham rejects any self-righteousness or any goodness of ourselves and totally receives the righteousness of God as a gift. And all of this, dear friend, is by the grace of God through faith in Christ. This brings us out of the curse of sin and law. Last time we spent time talking about the curse of law, it's awful. This grace of God uh, takes us out of the curse and brings us into blessedness. This is the reason why every single person in Christ, every born-again child of God, is indeed blessed beyond imagination. This title of this series, Blessed Beyond Imagination, isn't a clever marketing trick. It is truth. The blessings that God has for his children are beyond what we could ever even imagine or think. Now, Galatians chapter 3 brings up something extremely important. I want you to listen very carefully to this. Two verses in Galatians chapter 3, beginning in verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. Wow, did you hear that? Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written. Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Watch this, verse 14. He was cursed so that I may be blessed, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. And remember, the Gentiles don't deserve the blessing because they're not descendants of Abraham, who is blessed of God. That the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And what is this blessedness? In Romans chapter 8, verse 17, it says that we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Now, 
You understand how blessed the Lord Jesus Christ is, right? He experiences the choice blessings of the firstborn son. Guess what? As a joint heir with Jesus Christ, Romans 8, 17, we share with him those choice blessings of the firstborn son. The one in whom, Jesus, that the father said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Now, God the Father says to every believer, because of what Jesus did and his righteousness and his goodness, our Heavenly Father says to you, child of God, you are my child in whom I am well pleased because I have made a way for you through my Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know what? God himself gets all the glory and blessing, and praise that he is so rightly due. You you see, there is a direct connection between the blessing of God poured upon you and I and his glory being maximized. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 6 says this, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he has made us highly favored in the beloved. That's the literal Greek of Ephesians 1 6, highly favored. Mm. And then, of course, the signature verse of the blessings that are laid out Beginning in Ephesians 1, in Ephesians 1, 3, it says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. That's Ephesians 1, 3. You see, when God blesses us with every spiritual blessing from heaven, then we are truly blessed beyond imagination. God has blessed every believer with all of these abundantly rich blessings. Why? Because God is good. In Exodus chapter 34, remember Moses prayed to the Lord and he said, uh, show me thy glory. And you remember what God did. He hid his servant Moses in the cleft of the rock, and he passed by. And as he passed by, his name was declared, and uh, he was revealed as the God who abounds in goodness and truth. That's in Exodus 34, verse 7. And then over in Psalm 16, verse 2, we read this, O my soul, you have said to the Lord, you are my Lord. My goodness is nothing apart from you. That's in Psalm 16, verse 2. My goodness is nothing apart from you. You know, dear friend, God does good because he is good. I like to think of it this way. God does good to me and does good to you because he can't help it. He is good. And all goodness comes from God. You know, the other day I was thinking about the manifestation of the goodness of God. In, you know, of course you can see it in the created order. I live in a beautiful part of the United States. It's a mountainous area with beautiful mountains and Forests and trees and streams. I mean, it's just gorgeous, beautiful fields. 
uh, and that so obviously shows the the goodness of God. But do you know that uh, the goodness of God is also seen in the design of a really good car? I, I was at a stoplight, and a guy pulled up with a Ferrari, and I was like, wow. You go, now, wait a minute. How, Mark, what's the goodness of God have to do with a Ferrari? Oh, it's very simple. God gave the designer of the Ferrari the wisdom and the creativity and the engineering capability to create a machine like that. If God didn't do that, that those designers of the Ferrari, would, it would have never worked. And there are so many things that we enjoy. There's safety on the roads. They're correctly engineered and constructed so that there's fewer accidents. That's the goodness of God. We have medicines that can help people. That's the goodness of God. That's the way God is. All goodness comes from God. And God has blessed the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the most blessed of all, along with, listen, with every believer who is in Christ. Dear friend, how in the world can you be in Christ, the most blessed of all, and you yourself not be blessed? Born again, child of God, you are in Christ now and forever. You are blessed beyond imagination now and forever because God put you into Christ, the most blessed of all. And and we're not in Christ because of what we deserve. But we're in Christ because of God the Father in love placing us in Christ. Probably the most important verse along this line is in 1 Corinthians 1.30. 1 Corinthians 1.30. But of him, speaking of Father God, of him you are in Christ who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. That's in 1 Corinthians 1.30. We're in Christ Jesus because God the Father did it, and God the Father has made Jesus unto us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Dear friend, my wisdom, your wisdom is Christ. My righteousness and your righteousness is Christ. Your Uh, sanctification and my sanctification is the Lord Jesus Christ. Your redemption, friend, and my redemption is a person, the Lord Jesus Christ. And look at the context of 1 Corinthians 1.30. The verse right before it, verse 29 says this, that no flesh should glory in his presence. Wow. Verse 29. And then the verse after, verse 31 says this, that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. So friend, who gets the glory for you being in Christ and being in the blessed one and getting all that, those wonderful blessings, even a joint heir with the Lord Jesus Christ? Who gets the glory? God does. And as it says in Ephesians 1, 6, again, We mentioned this earlier, but it's so fitting right here. To the praise of the glory of his grace by which he has made us highly favored in the beloved. You see, listening friend, our Father God is the source of all blessing. Jesus is the means 
of all that blessing, and the Holy Spirit administers the blessing to us. And we, we are the glad recipients of God's rich, amazing, beyond imagination blessings. And we, in turn, so blessed, return the glory to God, and we glorify God, who is so worthy of the praise. And it's all to the praise of the glory of his grace. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ. And you know, friend, because we are in Christ, because our Father did it, we are blessed beyond imagination, just like Jesus is. There are blessings that every child of God has in Christ. 1 Corinthians one thirty again, God has made Christ Jesus unto us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. 1 Corinthians one thirty, And while the clock has just gone by so quick, our half hour is just about wrapped up. Next time, we're going to take a look at how blessed every man, woman, boy, and girl is in Christ. Don't miss that episode. Man, you're going to be encouraged. I was so blessed as I was preparing. But let's take time right now and turn to this God of blessing. Lord, my heart is full when I think of how rich our blessedness is because of you given through the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Holy Spirit. Oh, Father, thank you that it's because you're so good, Lord. You're that good. You have this giving heart of goodness, which is your grace, Lord. And even, Father, our faith is a gift from you, the faith that takes a hold of this grace as our own and we experience all the rich blessing in our lives. Father, I pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you will continue to bring deep revelation to us and to everyone who listens to this podcast. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Again, dear friend, I want to emphasize the Daily in Christ website, dailyinchrist.org. It's the one-stop shop for all 83 of our recordings, plus a growing number of articles. Do you know the Lord enabled me to write about over a thousand articles, and I want to get more and more of those published on the website. That's all at dailyinchrist.org. Dailyinchrist.org. In the meantime, dear friend, I'm Mark Vanus. Always remember, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him.